Welcome to Escape the Rat Race with me, Lisa Staker, the rebellious coach. This podcast is all about empowering you to break free from the straitjacket of the nine to five to pursue a life of freedom, purpose and fulfillment running your own business. Whether you're feeling stuck in your current career or have always dreamed of starting your own business but been too scared to do so, this podcast is here to provide you with the resources and insights you need to take the leap and escape the rat race. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Escape the Rat Race. So I'm going to start with a little bit of a contentious statement. There is no such thing as a work-life balance. There it is, I've said it. Why am I saying this? Well, in the modern world, the concept of work-life balance has been a buzzword for many years. It's often portrayed as the elusive equilibrium between our professional and personal lives, suggesting that we can neatly separate these two into two separate spheres. I've written many posts on this and articles on LinkedIn um, saying, you know, That very thing, having those scales with saying, okay, you can do your professional life here and you can do your personal life here and just need boundaries in between. But I was wrong. So why was I wrong and why are so many people wrong when we say there is something called a work-life balance? Well, the notion of work-life balance implies a strict division between our professional and personal lives. We imagine the scales where work sits on one side and life on the other, and we constantly strive to keep them perfectly even. The problem with this concept is it doesn't reflect the reality of modern life. As we become more connected and kind of with all the new technology, the lines between our home and work have been blurred. The traditional balance has become increasingly unattainable, and in some ways it's been adding to our stress in our lives. Add this to the fact that most of us do at least some working from home and quite honestly we don't stand a chance. So what do we do? Well instead it's time to embrace the idea of work-life integration. Recognising that work and life are not mutually exclusive and they're intricately woven together. So looking at this new perspective... How can it help you? Well, work-life integration acknowledges that work and life are not separate identities, but the two are interconnected aspects of your existence. It recognises that the boundaries between work and personal life have become porous and that it's not necessarily a negative development. In fact, embracing it can be empowering and liberating. So how is this true? Well, let's look at a few examples. First of all, work-life integration allows for fluidity and flexibility in how we manage our time and energy. It means you don't have to compartmentalise your life. Instead, you blend and adapt as needed. For example, when was the last time that you had a brilliant idea for work while you're in the shower or while you're walking the dog? I must say for me, this is probably the place I have most ideas when I'm out walking the dog because my mind is free. And I can't say, right, I'm not going to have work ideas while I'm out walking the dog because that's not the reality of it. So just by accepting this approach, you can seamlessly incorporate work-related thoughts into your personal time and vice versa. You can focus on outcomes. Rather than counting the hours at your desk, 
work-life integration focus on outcomes and productivity. It's all about getting the job done efficiently, no matter where or when you do it. Now, this approach can really can promote a, a much healthier work culture that values the results more than mere presence. How many people have are working for a company where they're asked to go into the office just so they're present on certain days, not recognising that this isn't the most efficient way for them to work? Or saying that you need to be in the office for certain hours. Now, it might be that you have a you had a particularly long day the day before where you were working long hours, 11, 12, 13 hours at your desk getting something done. And then you're exhausted the next day. And if you're then supposed to kind of come into work and do seven or eight hours at your desk, you're not being productive. You're not relaxing. You're not kind of getting ready for the next piece of work. You've done that job that you needed to do. You've completed that project. But then you're being made to kind of sit there and be present at your desk, whether that may be at home or at work, or kind of in the office. But it, it doesn't do anyone any good. Work-life integration also challenges the convention of the definition of success. It doesn't measure success solely by your professional achievements, but by your overall well-being. It encourages you to invest time and energy in personal growth, relationships and self-care without feeling guilty. And I think this is the main thing. We often feel that we have to be kind of the present at our um, desks, wherever that may be, whether it's work or home. And we feel guilty. Oh, I'm finishing early today to go to the gym. You're not. You're actually finishing on where your contract hours are on time. But because you're not kind of putting the, um, those extra hours in, you're actually prioritising your self-care, you feel guilty. And there's no need for this. The, you know, we, are, we only have one life to live. And if we can't make that balance, then we're not living it. And this leads on to the kind of the, the final point here is by acknowledging that work and life coexist, you can reduce the stress of trying to be perfect. Instead of being torn and conflicting priorities, you embrace the ebb and flow of life's demand. And this kind of harmony reduces that stress on your life. Guilt can be huge stress on our lives, as kind of I said before. So if you can reduce that guilt and just have that balance, it kind of it kind of benefits your kind of the work that you're doing plus your life. We all we all know, particularly kind of lockdown, we're saying go out for a walk. This will help your stress levels. So if we can kind of have that kind of maintenance where we incorporate these things into our lives, we reduce that stress. So so far we've really been talking about kind of the theory of work-life integration. But how about some practical strategies to help you actually embrace it? So the first thing I'd suggest is setting clear boundaries. Now, these aren't the black and white boundaries that we kind of talk about when we were talking about work-life balance, where you did your work, you signed off at five, six, seven, whichever o'clock it was, and then you switched automatically into that kind of home life mode. We know now from what we've said here that that isn't the reality. We don't just have this on and off switch between kind of work and life. But we do need to have some boundaries where we say, actually, this is the time that I normally finish work. That is the time I'm now not contactable by the office. So whatever that boundary might be that you're switching off at the end of the day, you say, that is, I work until that time. Now, in reality, we know that you don't just work 
in that time, you are going to continue thinking about things. Um, but there are things to do you can do to kind of take your mind off it, whether it's to go for a walk, go to the gym, play with the kids, um, you know, drive drive home from your office. Those sort of things which can help you kind of switch off from the workday. But in practice, it will always be in your mind there. But by kind of setting those clear boundaries and then telling people, your colleagues and your family, this is the boundaries. If you're working from home, communicating to your family that you are going to be working till, I'll use five o'clock and no, not not everyone has the luxury of being able to finish at five. Um, but you kind of say that until that day. So until that time, I don't want to be disturbed by the kids. I mean, I have a teenager who quite frequently kind of walks in on me um, to have a chat. But by kind of communicating that, and that's something I've had to do with her, to say, look, until this time, I'm working. She now leaves me alone. And it just kind of helps with those boundaries and kind of helping you kind of that integration you can still be flexible you know you know if there's something urgent going on if you need an urgent phone call you're still going to do it but it has that kind of guidelines for people and the next thing you can do is to prioritize your self-care and this is where we're going back to the you don't need to feel guilty make it a non-negotiable part of your routine whether it's exercise meditation or just taking some time to unwind nurturing your well-being is essential for work-life integration the next one might seem a little bit odd, but you really need to embrace technology, but do it mindfully. Technology is fantastic, but it's a real double-edged sword in work-life integration. It ha- use it to your advantage. Use it to um, help you do the communications that you need to do, but also learn to disconnect when necessary to maintain your healthy balance. Where we were talking about the setting boundaries, turn your work emails off. At a certain time, it may be that you still talk, you know, you, your thought processes, your dog walk, etc., your shower, you'll still think about work, but you're not going to be contacted and asked to do anything um, during the kind of the evening or uh, the weekend. And then the last practical advice I can give you is practice presence. Whether you're at work or spending quality time with your loved ones, be fully present in the moment. This is something I've been guilty of in the past. I'm sure many of you have, where you're you're with your loved ones. You're maybe you know when my daughter was younger, I'd be at a, a soft play area and things, and I'd be flicking through my phone, checking my work emails, and not really kind of concentrating kind of her and her activities. But what you'll find is if you take time to actually experience each of these events on their own you'll get much more quality out of it so when you're at work you can you'll be much more mindful in the kind of quality of the work that you're doing and you'll be able to concentrate better and then at home your family and your friends will be able to kind of see that you're much more uh, engaged with them and you will get much more out of it and it will actually help you feel more relaxed So some people are going to find it easier than others to embrace a work-life balance. And if you're finding that your work doesn't allow you this flexibility, that you need to kind of live the life that you want, escaping corporate and being your own boss might be the answer. Now, as you're listening to this podcast called Escape the Rat Race, I, I assume that this kind of thoughts are floating around in your mind. But how can it help? Well, I'll use my own example. Um... I was very guilty of presenteeism at work before when I was in corporate and go working long hours and doing work, you know, looking at my work emails while I was in the hairdressers, all this sort of thing that 
I felt I had to do. But when I was left and kind of started my own business, I did a different way of working. Yes, I work quite long hours. Um, I do everything that needs to get done. But I also, I'm there to, to pick up my daughter or take her to school at kind of the odd hours that sometimes she needs to do. I am there to do the odd jobs around the house. I am there to take the shopping in when it gets delivered. I'm, I'm he- here and I can do lots of different things, but I don't feel guilty about doing these things because I get my work done. I also can choose to take longer holidays if I want without having a special reason. I always thought it was very odd that you could only take a three week holiday when I was kind of working in corporate. If you were getting married or it was a special anniversary or etc, etc. Whereas actually it's my main holiday. I take quite often take a three week holiday in the summer. It might mean I take less elsewhere, but it is my choice and I then have to arrange my business around it. I can take a a weekend away at short notice, take the Friday off and go away for the weekend. I don't need to ask someone's permission to do it. So all of these things kind kind of help me kind of integrate work into my life. And I hope you can kind of see being kind of your own boss really helps you do that. So in conclusion, in this fast paced interconnected world, the concept of work life balance has become obsolete. Work-life integration offers a more realistic and sustainable approach to managing the complexities of modern life. By acknowledging that work and life are intertwined and embracing that flexibility, we can lead to more fulfilling and harmonious lives. It's time to get the myth of a work-life balance out of your head and welcome the the integration that empowers us to thrive in all aspects of our existence. And if work doesn't allow you to embrace your work-life integration, it's time to escape the rat race and be your own boss. That's all for today's episode of Escape the Rat Race. I hope you found it helpful and inspiring and it has given you some ideas for how you can start taking action towards escaping the rat race to a life of freedom, purpose and fulfilment. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on your favourite platform. And if you have any questions, comments or feedback, feel free to reach out to me using the contact details in the notes to the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Staker. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next time on Escape the Rat Race.